T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio. You guys uh, you guys with us. 215-592-9494. We'll head back to the phones in just a few minutes. Hugh's clues for a chance at a prize. And, of course, all the discussion as we get set for a playoff game. A guy we know is getting ready for one Monday night is Dallas Goddard, Eagles tight end. He joins us right now. He's sponsored by Colonial Hyundai. ColonialHyundai.com, the fast, easy, better way to buy a Hyundai. What's up, Dallas? How are we doing? What's up, y'all? How we doing? Good. We good. We doing good, man. So, so Dallas, I heard what you said last week, man. How tough is it for you to know have a game like y'all had last Sunday, knowing that you're better than you are? How tough is that for you, man, to go through something like that? Yeah, that was. Uh, you know, I can't remember the last time um, I was a part of a game like that where, you know, nothing was going our way, and you know, we just all just kind of sat there like, what's going on? Um, so it, it definitely wasn't fun, but you know. I think the whole the whole team's moved on, and uh, we're really looking forward to heading down to Tampa and uh, playing our playoff games. Dallas, before we move on and start talking about this game and the week of preparation, I just want to ask you, give you a chance to clarify, because it's been talked about a little bit this week, your comments after the game about how, you know, a few weeks ago, obviously you guys knew you'd make the playoffs and kind of maybe mentally I'm trying to understand what you meant. You know, the playoffs is when you'll show. What did you mean by what you said after the game? Because I think some people have taken that as, like, were you guys really mentally into this the last few weeks because it wasn't yet the playoffs? What did you mean when you, when you talked after the game? Yeah, I think it's just one of those things. You know, um, we always say we never look ahead in the schedule and we want to take it day by day, and that's exactly what we want to do. Um, but, you know, we had that hard stretch in the middle of the season, and uh, – you know, whether it was outside noise or, you know, you look at the schedule before the season and notice um, what looks like easy games at the end of the season, games that, you know, we expected to win without doing anything. Um, so we lost a couple of games in the hard stretch, and, you know, we're like, it's okay. We'll win the games at the end of the year. Um, you know, the three games at the end of the year that seem really winnable. And, uh, you know, we might have overlooked it. We might have just coasted, expected our talent to win games when uh, that wasn't the scenario. So um, we have to go back and make sure we put together a good week um, so that doesn't happen this week. Dallas, let's talk about something that's been an issue for a lot of the season. It was this past Sunday, and I'm sure it's going to be top of mind for you guys in preparation for the game Monday, considering how the Bucks play defense. The blitz, you know, when you guys face the blitz on offense, a lot of conversation this week. There are questions to both Jalen and, and Nick after the game about you, how you guys prepare for that. 
hot reads, built-in stuff. T- take us through how you guys prepare for teams that you know will be blitz-heavy. The Giants, the Bucks will probably do it to you a lot on Monday because it seems like it's been a struggle this year. How much time do you guys spend each week? And, you know, when the play is called, is there checks for Jalen and you guys to say, hey, blitz is coming, we got to do something different here? Yeah, there's um, – we spend, we spend time on it each and every week, and, um, you know, there's – Early in the game, we weren't able to get to the checks that um, probably would have worked better, but um, it's something just being able to see them um, as a quarterback and then have good answers as the coach. Um, you know, and I thought we had some good answers. We didn't get to them at the right times uh, last week, and uh, we had good blitz zeros, and they showed the all-up blitz look and dropped out of it last week. So um, it's something that the defense can do to, you know, you know, mess with you, show the blitz and not blitz and really not show the blitz or kind of show the show the formation that they dropped out into coverage last time and bring it. So um, we were kind of unsure when they were going to do it. We knew they were going to do it a lot. Um, but it's one thing we got to go in and we have to get a good plan for the blitz because um, over the last five weeks, it seems like uh, when they bring pressure, we haven't been able to have an answer to get them to not do it. Um, you know, when they bring pressure, if we hit one big explosive play, it's hard for them to uh, continually to do it. Um, so that's something that we need to focus on. We need to have a good answer and be able to make an explosive play so, uh, you know, the Bucks get scared to continue to bring the zero blitz. Is there a sense of urgency in that locker room now, knowing that this is the playoffs and you guys, you know, for the last couple of weeks haven't played well? Do you feel like there's a sense of urgency now, knowing that the playoffs is upon us? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, anytime – you get to the playoffs, everything ramps up and you know, it's, it's win and go or it's lose and go home. And that's something that we definitely don't want to do. We got a a lot of people on this team that, uh, you know, we're playing for, you never know when it's going to be somebody's last game or last game on the Eagles. So um, we only have so many more weeks of this team being the team that it is. So uh, we definitely have to put our right foot forward and, uh, you know, focus on the task at hand. So, it doesn't have to be the end of the year this week. Dallas, what's been the message this week, both from the coaches and just you guys within the locker room? Because, you know, it's, it's, it is weird. We don't usually see this where a team goes into the playoffs with a record as good as yours, but obviously we know what happened down the stretch. Is it let's just flush December and move on like it never happened and we're 0-0 this week? What, what's kind of the message and the thought process as you get ready for what could be, you know, a run? You guys win two or three games, all of a sudden we're talking Super Bowl again. Yeah, it's one of those things where uh, you have to flush it and move on, but you also have to learn and see what the Giants did that was able to get home so often and that we weren't able to pick up. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's flushing it, uh, finding the silver linings of it, and getting ready to go. You know, it's a new season. Everybody's 0-0 zero zero right now, and uh, it's lose and go home, win and move on. Um, so it's this is definitely the reason you play the game is to get – um, to the playoffs to be able to play in these uh, big moment games. So I think everybody in the locker rooms, you know, waiting for the opportunity to go out there and prove that, you know, we can play a good football game. Dallas, when you guys prepare, and you specifically, when you get ready for this game on Monday, how much will you focus on the last time you guys played these guys, which was week three on that Monday night, and we had you on after that game and that great drive you had at the end to seal the game versus how much will you look at what the Bucks have done lately? Because you beat them, you won. It does feel like a long time ago within this season, but it was all the way back in September. So is that a big focus, how you guys did it last time, or are you guys going to focus more and will you focus more on how that team has evolved lately? Yeah, I'll definitely 
uh, go back and watch the game that we played against them early in the year. Um, but then you'll also have to kind of see what they've done as of recently. Um, you know, the way we've handled the blitz, um, you'd expect them to do that, to blitz a lot more than they have uh, recently, blitz more than they did in the first game. So it's a fine line of balancing um, that game and new games. And um, I think it's a good tell of what they wanted to do against us the first time and, uh, you know, be able to adjust to what we think they might do to us this time to stop what we had success with the first time we played them. Dallas, do you see, like, since the last couple of weeks, or, or should I say since you've been back, do you see um, a lot of the same same blisses that teams are trying to run against you? You know what I mean? Like like a lot of teams that normally wouldn't bliss a lot, do you see them trying to bliss you a little bit more now? Um, we knew the Giants, um, you know, their – AMO is kind of they, they blitz a lot. They're one of the bigger blitzer teams in the in the league, so we knew it would come from them. And um, you know, we probably saw it a little bit more against the Cardinals than we expected. They blitzed us a little bit more. Um, so it's definitely something that until we can prove that uh, we can defeat the blitz and you know get explosive plays when they do it and find uh, you know the big plays that are that are available there, I think teams will continue to do it to us. So. Um, it's something that we got to figure out and uh, something that I have confidence that we'll go with a good plan in uh, going to Tampa Bay. Dallas, uh, let's end with this. We all got the news, and you guys did too, last weekend, that you'll be the last game of Wild Card Weekend, Monday night football in Tampa. When you found that out, do you like it? Do you, is you, are you going to be itching to play all weekend, or, or is that extra day uh, something you like to give yourself a little extra rest, body extra rest, but that anticipation's got to build for you and, and obviously for us so waiting for that game Monday night? Yeah, the anticipation uh, is one thing. Um, you know, it's it's always important to be feeling your best going into into the playoffs. So the extra days, uh, you know, definitely important for us with a uh, few people injured and banged up. Um, hoping that you know, with the extra day of recovery, they'll be feeling better. Um, and then it'll just you know be able to watch a couple games on the weekend. Um, you know, I'd, I think I'd rather play on Sunday, but I'm looking forward to it on Monday night. Well, we're looking forward to watching Dallas. Good luck on Monday. Go get a win, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Dallas. Yep, later. There he goes. Dallas Goddard, Peace. Eagles tight end there with us to talk about the week and look forward here. I mean, I, I, Hugh, I, we got to start with his answer. I mean, I, I, I asked him to clarify what he said because, you know, we played the clip and mm-hmm. we were playing the morning show this week. You know, he said after the game on Sunday – that you know maybe they when they clinched it was kind of like hey we'll we'll turn it on when the playoffs come I'm paraphrasing but mm-hmm. can we actually play it can we play Goddard after the game Kyle will grab it because I want him to clarify what he meant by that because that was an interesting comment the idea that hey a few weeks ago we clinched and maybe you want the one from right after the game right after the okay, game yeah, on yeah. Sunday yep. so this this is what he said right after the game on Sunday and then we asked him to clarify so here's after the game on Sunday uh, ever since what was it four or five weeks ago when we uh, clinched the playoffs um, you know I think everybody's just been waiting for the playoffs so um, not something that uh, you know is a great thing but I think everybody's going to be ready to go and I think we're going to um, you know show the world what we're capable of so that was on Sunday. So I, you know, you know, let's ask him to clarify what he meant. And we we did ask him, and he, you know, he talked about how look the schedule was hard in the middle and then lighter at the end, and it's kind of a thing where maybe you think you're going to win those games. Unfortunately, they didn't win them. Here, who I said this yesterday, I do wonder, and this is why teams that get hot at the end, I do wonder if it was almost a detriment how good their record was. But like a team like the Bills had to fight to make it in. Mm-hmm. I think it is a little bit natural. You're 10-1. and one. They knew they were going to the playoffs. I wonder if it was hard for them to, to, to push it each week. Dallas, a few minutes ago with us. We have that? 
All right, here it was. Here's what he said. We asked him to clarify it. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things. You know, um, we always say we never look ahead in the schedule and we want to take it day by day, and that's exactly what we want to do. Um, but, you know, we had that hard stretch in the middle of the season, and, uh, you know, whether it was outside noise or, you know, you look at the schedule before the season and notice um, what looks like easy games at the end of the season, games that, you know, we expected to win without doing anything. Um, so we lost a couple of games in the hard stretch and, you know, we're like, it's okay. We'll win the games at the end of the year. Um, you know, the three games at the end of the year that seem really winnable. Yeah. Well, they did seem winnable, right? We said that it's one thing Hugh, for us to say that, what do you make of Dallas? And I mean, he's kind of bringing us into the mentality of not just him, but obviously he that locker room. Uh, I don't know that that's a different, that's a different mantra, a different mentality. That that than anyone that I've ever heard of, like no disrespect to God, Dallas. I oh, know we appreciate his honesty. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it, but like you're taught that this game is week to week, and there are so many different uh, examples of that yeah. from week to week. The fact that the Arizona Cardinals beat the Dallas Cowboys. Well, no, excuse me, they the did. Dallas, the, yeah, the, they the, did. The, the Arizona Cardinals beat the Dallas Cowboys. Week three, yeah, yeah, that's right. I had it. I, I thought I was messing up. Then they came in here and they beat us. You know, and, and but they weren't able to get over five wins this season. You know, that should tell you everything that you need to know about the NFL and that it's more so about matchups than anything else. The fact that, you know, you talk about a struggling Buffalo Bills team that came in here and looked like they were dead in the water, not in the playoffs. They're, they look like one of the, the teams that are surging right now. The fact that we go out to L.A. and beat the Rams, and now the Rams are one of the scariest teams that are playing in the NFC right now. So I, I don't understand – that 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 mindset, that logic, because you can get beat by anybody on any given Sunday. So uh, here's what I'll say: I, I don't love that 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 logic it may have entered the Eagles' locker room, but I do think we've seen we saw three examples this year: the Jaguars were eight and three and collapsed, the Dolphins were nine and three and didn't win their own division, and mm-hmm. the Eagles were ten and one and didn't win their own division. I I do wonder if there's something to like, hey, we're so far ahead. We just win one or two of these games. We got this. Like that's that, that it's a dangerous is, way to think. That's ridiculous. Well, and it it may I have mean, cost and, three teams three division titles. Yeah, and and to say that to be in the playoffs is one thing. To have the number one seed, which was in your grasp, well, to- totally, is that's what you're shooting for. I remember vividly having conversations where Andy Reid, the 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 model that was set for the for the beginning of the year, number one was win the division. Number two is get the number one seed. Then the number three, obviously, win the Super Bowl. But you had to, but you couldn't do any of those things unless you did them in that order. Yep. It was an order to everything. Number one was always win the division. Going into the season, your your goal was to win the division. Because if you win the division, normally one and two are, are not far behind. You know what I mean? Number one seed and and then make it to the to the to the Super Bowl. That's what you wanted to do. And that was the mantra every year. So to sit there and say, oh, we in the playoffs, we, we've made it, I don't, I don't know. Again, not saying that he's lying, not saying that that wasn't the mindset, but that's not the mindset that I would have had or, or, or I, I would think my teammates would have had coming from where we come from. But this is a different time. You know, this team is coming back from a Super Bowl. I don't know what it feels like to be on a team that is, has been to a Super Bowl and almost won and trying to get back to that. Yeah, you wonder if they have ran, ran out of gas mentally. Put the foot on the gas I mean, all the way last year, and then foot on the gas to get to ten and one. That there is something to peaking at the right and wrong time in an NFL season, 
And, you know, I think Kyle said earlier, I, I think they peaked like the Bucks game and the Rams game. That was the best version of the Eagles this year. There's something to that. And they got to ratchet it back up now. Uh, honestly, there from Dallas, we appreciate them every week. 215-592-9494 is how you hop board. Twitter question sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. Does Jalen Hurst deserve more blame for the Eagles' struggles down the stretch of the season? Yes or no? Let's go back to the phone lines here. Tom is up next on WIP. What's up, Tom? Yo, Joe. How the hell are you, man? Tom, doing well, buddy. Trying to uh, trying to get my, my mind ready for a playoff game here. How about you, Tom? Uh, it's fine. It's great to speak with you. Hugh, I, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, brother. How you doing? Oh, doing fine. Thank you. Hey, you know, too, Hurts, I mean, if you take a look at his college career at both schools and then with the Eagles, he's been afforded the best offensive lines uh, the whole time, which, you know, I mean, that. then you take a look, too, which would be he's never had the same coordinator for two years in a row except for last year with Steichen. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of things, uh, you know, going on here, but it's, I don't think it's so much his skill set. I, I, you know, I've been here over 40 years in Alabama, and I've seen a ton of players come and go. And he was the one I was most vocal about because I liked him and I admired his skill set. But that break in the pocket, that's when I just, you know, I had enough of it in the Tampa Bay playoff game a couple years ago because he made a terrible decision right before halftime, and then he came back out and made another terrible decision. Now, last year was a body of work like I'd never seen in a quarterback, an Eagles quarterback, but he's referred right back to where he was after he got paid. He has reverted back, Tom. I, I, I agree with you. Overall, Now, he's had some good moments and good games, but overall – his season this year looks way more like it did two years ago, Tom. That That's the reality. I mean, that, we have one great year of Jalen Hurts in his three years starting, and the other two years have not been great. And his body language, his facial expressions, I mean, it it's, gives a bad look to him. And, it, you know, it, it's... It's not what I want to see. And it's, you know, like he was making passes last year. His arm strength is fine, okay? Right now it's mental, and I believe it's him and the coach. There's a disconnect there. I don't think so much with Johnson. I think it's with him and Sirianni. I, Tom, I agree with that. I think there is something there, and they're on the same page. they got to be. Tom, we appreciate the phone call. So, I mean, he, his tendency, Hugh, to go back to jail and, and the blame for him down the stretch of the season, mm-hmm. his tendency to, to leave the pocket has— A little bit premature. Yeah, and, and again, that's why I go back to the knee issue. If he can't run like where he's used to mm-hmm. and he breaks the pocket, it's rare anything good happens. It's usually a throwaway. Like Sometimes it's a sack, but most of the time he just throws it away. Once in a while it's an interception. I, I don't know how they fix— like, He's got to stop doing that. Otherwise, like, Those plays don't work. Yeah, you you have to figure out how you can you could. That's a uh, habit that you have to break, and you have to figure out. That's what coaches do, man. Like again, I'm not absolving Jalen from any of his responsibility in any of this. That's not what I'm doing. But adaptability is a real thing in the NFL. We do it every week. We do it as players every year. You can't be the same guy that you were the year before. You have to adapt. The NFL is going to catch up with you. And the one person who should know that more than anybody else is the quarterback. I always used to say, used to say when, when you talk about quarterbacks and you evaluate quarterbacks, 
you got to give them four games. And that's why I'm, I'm so bullish on Jalen, and I feel like he is the guy. He's who we thought we, he was when you gave him that $250 million. I feel like you have to have people around him that make up for the deficiencies that he has in certain areas. Now, one of the things that I hear people saying now more so than I've heard in the last couple of weeks is now his demeanor is a problem. It was never a problem before. When he, his demeanor has been the same from day one until now, but it's a problem now because the team feels like it's fragmented. There's a lot going on with this football team. But is it fair to ask him have. to change? I don't, I don't think it is. You know why, Joe? Because this is who he was. When he was all stoic and winning games, it was not an issue. Now it's then hit the fan. It has. So two things. One, like from a fan perspective, I could see why. Like, yeah, it's kind of annoying, but uh, whatever. But from a locker room perspective, if the locker room's having some issues, does he need to be a different kind of leader now? See, you're at like, he's the quarterback of the team, and he's looked at to be the leader of the locker room. Right. But. He's not necessarily necessarily the leader of everybody. Now, I, I could sit here and tell you that for a fact that when Donovan was was on our team, he was looked at as a leader, but he wasn't as respected. That sounds bad, and, not, and I don't mean it that way. But he wasn't looked at the same way as Brian Dawkins was looked at. I, I think everyone knows what you're saying. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Because I don't want anybody, that you know, because people look at him, oh, what were you saying? Brian, Donovan wasn't respected. No, it's different. This team, with the money that he's making, everybody looks at Jalen as the, the leader, right? He might not be that leader. There were so many different leaders on my team that, it, like, he, we – had the leader that stepped up when we needed him to step up. Well, who's that guy here if it's I, not Jalen? And and, and 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 this is what I'm getting. It feels like right now that the leader that's stepping up. Listen to what I'm saying now, and this is not an indictment on anybody, but this is me on the outside looking in. Like AJ Brown is an emotional guy. That's not. I I don't want him as the leader of my that, football that's, team. That's that's who it feels like. Brandon is on his way out the league. Like that's my dog. He he knows just well as I. Everybody knows it. Jason Kelsey is on the fence. And he kind of passed the torch to Jalen anyway yes. on the offensive side. Lane Johnson and the offensive line, they just they just want to block, have a good time, and keep it moving. Like, that's not what they want to do. Well, that could like, be that, the, the, that disconnect that you've been talking that's about. The, it's a disconnect uh, in the listen, leadership. It's a leadership vacuum, man. I, I, AJ's a great player. And, and you're not going to, like, with AJ – the thing that we cannot force him to be is something that he's not. But AJ's a great player. Loud wide receivers cannot be the leader of your that's, locker room. That's, that's the just thing. not, it's not the way the NFL works. You can't all of a sudden say, okay, man, I didn't, I've given you $250 million. You need the leader. It don't work like that, man. All right, 215-592-9494. Does Hurts deserve more blame for his play? And really how the season has gone down the stretch. And your reaction to what Dallas Goddard said. We had Dallas Goddard a few minutes ago, talked about what has happened on the stretch, clarified his comments for Sunday. Your reaction to all that, 215-592-9494. Plus, another huge clue. And Howard Eskett confirmed a pretty big report and a damning one about an Eagles defensive lineman Yesterday, right here on WIP, we'll let you hear it next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, you guys with us. 215-592-9494. Another clue for Hugh's Clues coming up in just a minute here. $50 gift card to Wendy's. On the line, of course, our big discussion is Jalen Hurts deserve more blame for the Eagles' struggles, yes or no? And your reaction, if you missed it a few minutes ago, we had Dallas Goddard on. Asked him to clarify his comments after the uh, game on Sunday about, you know, potentially maybe overlooking teams or kind of thinking forward to the playoffs before they were there. Asked him to clarify. Here's what Dallas told us just a few minutes ago. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things. You know, um, we always say we never look ahead in the schedule and we want to take it day by day, and that's exactly what we want to do. Um, but, you know, we had that hard stretch in the middle of the season and, uh, you know, whether it was outside noise or, you know, you look at the schedule before the season and notice um, what looks like easy games at the end of the season, games that, you know, we expected to win without doing anything. Um, so we lost a couple of games in the hard stretch and, you know, we're like it's okay. We'll win the games at the end of the year. Um, you know, the three games at the end of the year that seem really winnable. And, uh, you know, we might have overlooked it. We might have just coasted, expected our talent to win games when uh, that wasn't the scenario. So um, we have to go back and make sure we put together a good week um, so that doesn't happen this week. I got to tell you, the more I hear that, and, and I again, we appreciate Dallas joining the show and being honest about whatever he or he thinks the team was feeling there. Hugh, if, if I'm Jeff Flurry and I hear that, I'm I'm furious, and I'm asking questions of where that mentality is coming from. And I know today we're having a Jalen Hurts discussion on his play. I don't believe that's coming from Jalen Hurts. The guy played at Alabama. He played for Nick Saban. I don't believe that's coming from Devontae Smith. I don't believe that's coming from Jason Kelsey. Hugh, when I hear that, I question the coaching staff. What are they preaching to these guys that that is in anyone's head down there? There's there's no doubt there's a disconnect there. (laughs) I've been saying it for weeks. I don't I don't subscribe to that mentality. I'm not mad at him for being honest. I'm, no, I'm definitely not. I'm, I'm definitely mad not. at that that mentality getting in there, getting yeah. in that building. I mean, but it, it just shows you that there is something going on that that we don't have our finger on the pulse of. And it's deeper than just Jalen Hurts and the 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 coaching at this point. It's something else. Because I I, I come from that old school mentality where, man, you you, you don't you give nobody any quarter. You don't overlook any NFL team because the bottom line is this, and I know people like to talk about, you know, this team ain't that good or that team ain't no good. They're all professional athletes. They're all professional 
athletes, and they get paid a lot of money to play a game. And and I do know that that when you have that type of mentality, you get rolled up just like you did. You know, I had a chance. We were trying to get Herm, Coach Edwards on the, on the show, and he's been a little busy. And he talked about – basically gave me a little nugget, said one in five is not the way that you want to start a playoff run. No, it's not. That's not the way – I agree with That her. you want to start a playoff run. So to have the type of mentality that, you know – I'm just going to go in and flip on the switch. But but like I said, when we talked talk to the guys the other day, they believe that that's the case. That's the belief in that locker room, Joe. And that's I, the belief in the locker and room. And I know. And look, I, they can have that belief today because they have no other choice but to believe they could flip the switch. I, I just – attitude reflects leadership. And if that's the leadership coming from coaches or that message has infiltrated that locker room, that, that it's a major issue. 215-592-9494. For your reaction to Goddard. And, of course, Jalen Hurts here. Does he deserve more blame for where the Eagles are? But before we go back to the phones, Hugh, let's give the people a second clue for Hugh's clues. So the first clue today, movie that had a prequel as part of the series. Hugh, what do you got for the second clue? Now, I'm going to give this clue. And so, I mean, all my friends that's listening, I love the fact that y'all listening and y'all interact with me, but but stop texting me because I'm not going to get an answer. This, is, this movie, this is the fourth adaptation of this movie. All right, so this is the, this one- is the fourth adaptation. Of this movie, so there have been four of these in the forties things in this in this franchise or series this, yes, or whatever. Yes. Okay. So four of the movies, and the first clue was there. There is a prequel as one of those. All right. Let's yes. go back to the phone lines here. Rabbi Saul is up on WIP. Hey, Rabbi Saul. Gentlemen, I think what happened when they went out to the big weed that they the gentlemen that that the senior citizens on the on the team, the ones that are about to retire. Or the ones that are older just realized and said, I don't have to push anymore. I don't want to get hurt. Um, and and that's a bad mentality, but I think that's what happened. And as far as Hertz is concerned, I think that Hertz has to become more animated with his players. I think he has to, and you see this from other quarterbacks on the sidelines, that they run down the sideline yelling and encouraging the players and telling him and so forth and so on, you don't see Hurts doing that. You don't see any coach sitting with Hurts. He's like all alone. And uh, he's lonesome. Now, maybe last year it worked for whatever reasons, easier teams, this and that. <clears throat> but I think he's got to become more part of the team. He's got to get up and yell and scream. I know maybe that's not him, but that's expected of the quarterback. The quarterback is the leader of the team. It's expected of him to go out there and encourage the players. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to win. And so he doesn't do any of that. It doesn't. And Maybe he doesn't. it's not yeah. his nature, but it should be his nature. Yeah, and there was that report a few weeks ago, uh, Rabbi, so a report a few weeks ago from Jeff McClain that the team thinks he <clears> does need to do more of that. So that, that feeling you have, I think s- someone within the Eagles feels they need more out of that from him yeah, too. But that has to be natural, man. That just can't be – because – when I hear that, this is what it sounds like to me, Rabbi. So it, it sounds like, okay, gave you $250 million. Now go be a cheerleader. I mean, that that's not like, that's the evolution. But maybe the team needs that. Yeah, but that's yeah, the, but, that's but the it evolution, comes though. With the territory. But I think it that's the evolution. With the territory. You are the quarterback of the team. You have to be the cheerleader of the team. I, I, it I, comes I, with the quarterback. Totally understand. He won't do it. A linebacker won't do it. It comes with the quarterback. Because when the quarterback goes out on the on the field, he's expected to do something. He's expected to lead the team. 
No other player on the field is expected to lead the team. He is because yes, he's the quarterback. Yes, sir. Yeah, and and that is that's been missing. Rabbi Saul, there's no question. We appreciate it. It's been missing. I respect my elders, Kyle. Yeah, it's been missing from him. I and you you I understand your point that it has to come naturally, like an evolution of him as a person, yes. a player. But are we lo- are we just are we wasting a year because he's not well, ready? Well, a lot of things like this is why to me this is like an onion. This is like a a layer of different things. You talk about new offense coordinator, coach that just had some success going to the Super Bowl. There's a lot of layers to this. Now, it's part. Jalen's definitely a big part of that. But to sit there, like Jalen has had success from being who he is his whole life. Like that person, that that's that stoic individual that ain't had a whole lot to say, and he was able to do that, and he, it, it worked well for him. This is probably in his. Yeah, I think we tend to forget. This is probably the most games that Jalen has lost in his life. <laughs> like, think about that. For well, a his first year as a starter. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what I mean, I'm just saying. But it, no, it's, it's up there. It's probably yeah, the second it's, most it's, he's ever it's, lost. It's the yeah. most games that he's lost. Yep. More dramatic when I said it my way, though. So you, well, you got yeah, me. I mean, it's you, more you had me thinking as you said. I was yeah. like, maybe. But but think about his success at at Alabama and what he wasn't. He didn't have to be. This is probably the first time ever that Jalen has asked to step to be step out there in the fourth to have to step out there in the forefront and be that guy that he has never had to be before. And I, I will say this, in the parallel that I, I draw, and it's not I'm not drawing it because I feel like he's in the same caliber as that guy. It's just that when I look at quarterbacks and how, who they were in the beginning and who they turned out to be, it's always different. Tom Brady, I can't see or remember, even when Tom Brady was winning Super Bowls in his young years, that he was the instrumental vocal leader of that team, that was something that he had to grow into. I still believe that Jalen Hurts can grow into that guy, but to heap that onto him, and especially, and I get it, and again, no excuse, this is a this is a Super Bowl run year, and we need our quarterback to step up and be that guy. It's probably taking a lot longer than we wanted it to take, but I think he can do that. So he maybe he can. Uh, the the issue though, and I think it's a fair comparison of Brady, right? He evolved as a player. He evolved as a, a vocal leader. All that kind of stuff. He did have Bill Belichick. Yeah. He had the greatest <laughs> coach of all time leading the way while he figured out. That we don't have that. We don't have that. That that's for for certain. I just, I just it, Coach Sirianni inadvertently caught a stray. <laughs> making my analogy. <laughs> well, he, yeah, I mean, he deserves it. I mean, that, that's, the, that's the bottom you line. You deserve that straight, Coach. Well, I just, you deserve that. Well, it, it's like that's when we're watching things kind of fall apart here, who's going to pick them up? Yeah, you're I, right. I, you're I need, right about that, Either Joe. the quarterback's got to pick them up or the coach has got to have a plan. And I got a quarterback who has not played as well this year. And I have a head coach who I just don't think has any sort of answers. And, and it, obviously, for whatever reason, that head coach is allowed – at least some in his locker room to think they have easy wins on the schedule. You know, Hugh, I go back to, and then we'll write back to the phones here, 215-592-9494. And by the way, I said for the first clue that we're looking for a prequel, it's the prequel in the series. The, the, the movie we're looking for today is a prequel for Hugh's clues. But, you know, you remember after the Giants game, um, or the Cardinals game, excuse me, Sidney mm-hmm. Brown was on with <laughs> Rob Ellis, and he said, yeah. we just lost to the worst team in the NFL. And then Dallas today joined us and said, that you know they may have thought they had some easy wins down the stretch of the season. The Eagles are delusional. <laughs> no, seriously, they think they're better than everybody. No, I, I don't like. They think they're better than the teams they're playing, and they're and the last month they got smacked. The one thing that I remember vividly because I was you got to remember my first couple years ago, 
I mean, my first couple of years in the league, I was the I was that that wounded animal. You were the bad team. Yeah, I was the bad team. The one thing that I remember vividly that nobody wanted to do after a while, because when you when you start chalking up those L's, nobody wanted to lose to you because you were bad. It's embarrassing, yeah. Because I remember the story when when Ty Detmer was the quarterback. He said something to the effect, "We lose to the Jets. We got to be idiots." <laughs> To go to, he said it's something to that effect, and it pissed me off. But he was like, to a certain point, to a, he was he was correct. He was like, hey, because because the Eagles were trying to get in the playoffs, and he's like, if we lose to the Jets, we got to be ignorant or stupid or something. He said, and I remember I compartment can't even say compartmentalized that. <laughs> the, those, the, the, those things, Thanks, those, those, I knew it was coming, but I took that. And I was like, that was that was my battle cry. If you don't want to look like an idiot loser, you're about to look like one. And I, it was my personal mission to try to dismantle that Eagles playoff run because that's what it is. You don't you get to the point where they might not be as talented as you, but your fear factor in that moment is that you don't want to be the team that loses to them because you don't want to be you don't have to answer all those questions. Damn it, I tried to make that happen. I really, really tried to make that happen. You know, I found an article from the game in 1996 with a quote from Hugh Douglas, annoyed that Ty Detmer said that. <laughs> I found it. So, yeah, Ty Detmer did say that the Eagles would look like idiots for losing to the Jets. Yes. And after the game, after you guys, you know, play them, you, you quote, what he said was like telling us we shouldn't be out there on the field, Douglas said after the game, his voice cracking as he spoke. I can't find words to describe how I felt it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but that, that's, it bothered you. Like, listen, for for all y'all out there, I don't just I live this thing, man. So I know what that's like. So you know, it's not it's not an act with me. I mean, this, this is I still feel that way. And, and to hear that, to hear young players say that, I'm not mad at him for saying it because he's being honest. But it just blows my mind how much the game has changed from that short period of time. That that wasn't that long. That was that thirty damn near thirty years ago. Yeah, almost 30, yeah. Oh, that's a long-ass time. 1996. Yeah. Let me take that back. That was a long-ass time. <laughs> Damn! That was a long-ass time ago. <laughs> it was actually a long time ago. I mean, that's a long time ago. Damn! 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 Hey, Kyle, back in my day, that that just validates everything that I feel about the era that I played in. Well, the Seth, Eagle, the Seth, you have been vindicated. Damn it, back in our day, we were tougher. We were way tougher. Also, I don't want to hear none of this stuff talking about these athletes these days. Because back then, we played with heart. You know how long ago was? looking extra 30, great today, 30, man. 30, you know how long ago it was? 30 years ago. They, they were the Houston Oilers, okay? The Houston Oilers. The Jaguars and Panthers just started playing. It was a long time ago. Hey, you ain't got to remind me. I, it was a long time you, ago. You don't, have to, you don't have to pile on to that, though. You don't have to pile on to that. <laughs> I think the point that I made was, was valid. Kyle wasn't alive, and we could go through the <laughs> yeah, whole thing. <laughs> All right, let's talk to uh, Ron and Monka. What's up, Ron? What's up, guys? What do you got, Ron? All right, I got a couple things, so let's see what I can fit in here. And first of all, Hugh, let me straighten something out with you. You think that I don't like the kid quarterbacks. I, I love the athlete, okay? He's a world-class athlete. I feel sorry for this kid. All right? Is some of this his fault? Yeah, it is. But this kid, at his age and what he's gone through, and he had to show everybody, every half the city was against the kid. 
Okay, so he had to make everybody believe in him. So he's going through his whole process. Now he's a multimillionaire at 25. Okay, uh, he's taking care of his family. Okay, he's getting pressure from the family. He's getting pressure here. This is a whole lot going on in this kid's life right now. That's why the coaching is even more important for this kid. Okay, he's showed everybody that he is an NFL quarterback. The problem is, is that he needs tight reins. I've been saying it the whole line time. And when you when you hear me say, I, you know, uh, when I talk about this kid, you get confused that I don't like the kid. It's this kid needed more time. Okay, he's in, he's on an island now. Now he's got he's got the receiver barking at him. He's I'm sure he's got other players barking at him. This is this is a soap opera. And then the daughter to put that noise out there for everybody to hear. I mean, this tells you everything. And if you keep these coaches, and I mean all of them gone, and that's the best way to do this because we get a fresh start, okay? If you drag this into another year, you know, Joe, what's it going to turn into, Joe? It's going to turn into a mess. I mean, they'll have- it's going to turn. It's going to turn into what we've already been through. Yeah, well, we- that, that's possible. Yeah, when you wait a year, when you wait a year, you lose another year. Yeah, and and, that, and in a Super Bowl window, Ron, I can't do it. Ron, we appreciate the phone call. That that's that's my whole thing on Sirianni after Monday. I mean, I, I can't waste a year if if Monday comes and goes and they lose and we don't feel like this is the right coach. Move on. I, I'm still stuck on feeling sorry for somebody making $250 million. Well, he's got to take care of people. He's like, feel, somebody's feel sorry. Give me $250 million and feel sorry for me. Sorry, partner. <laughs> Basically, somebody, I need somebody to I got you. me like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't actually made the Jalen Hurts excuse bingo board, but we could put he got he got a lot of money on the, the excuse bingo board. And everybody asking me for stuff. He's got to take care I, of his I, family. I don't, I don't think the pressure – from the the receiver is as great as everybody says it. You mean the, uh, AJ? AJ? Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think that's the case. Now he wants the football, no question about it. I, I think that for me, coaching has a lot more to play into this than anything the players are doing. These players are making the same mistakes week in and week. Okay, let's just not even talk about the quarterback for a minute. Let's talk about that secondary. Can we do that? Because I, I I've seen that. Well, they for stink. weeks. They stink, <laughs> Joe. They do the same thing every week. Because they stink. But, Joe, that, like, the thing for me is this. Watching film, because I watched a lot of film, and the level of cursing out that I would get when I blow in coverage, like they, they blew so many coverages, I, I guarantee you that if if I was playing back 30 years ago in, that, in my day and we did that, there would be real talk regardless of how good I was at doing my job if I had to drop back in the secondary they would be, there would be real talk about whether or not I should be playing, because you can't. The problem is this: it it feels like you can't even grasp the basic concepts of what I'm asking you to do in coverage. It feels like that. The fact that you could pick any game from the time that anybody was the defense coordinator. Insert defense coordinator's name here. Guys are blowing. I mean. And when I say blowing coverage, I mean blowing them mightily. Yeah, they, oh, that's bad. And mightily. Part of it, I think, is one, they, they're not very good. Two, they, they also have mercenaries. I mean, how many players have played on defense this year? Remember when everyone was excited about Bradley Roby? Yeah. Get him out of here. 
He should have stayed retired wherever he was. You see that tackle attempt he tried on Sunday? Yes. It was one of the worst things we've ever seen on the football field. So, like, part of it is that they don't they haven't played together, and then they throw them out there like five new ones each week, and, and, and you expect something good. All right, more more to the um, issues here as we get ready for a playoff game on Monday. Who's pumped? Get them out. Get them all. Howard Eskin. <laughs> This is the way he says. You got to hear this, Howard Eskin. Last night, I believe this was uh, was this with it was six o'clock, riding with the King. Where, uh, TK was on, I believe, last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howard uh, came out, and once in a while, Howard will, will come with a nugget he hears. Right, Howard. Balls yeah, get sweat. That's sometimes that's that too. But he investigates, he digs. Howard does some some reporting. So there was a story out there last week. Brian Baldinger had mentioned the idea that Jordan Davis is overweight. He's being and he's hurt. He's been fined. Howard Doug, here is what Howard heard on the Jordan Davis weight issue. It was reported, and I, I I found out it's accurate. He's getting fined every week for not meeting weight. Now, he he weighs, what, 370 pounds? I'm just guessing, somewhere up there. And Damn. you're going to tell me a guy that weighs that much can't lose 10 to 15 pounds? I don't know what, what he's overweight, but he gets fined every week. You know, that that's just... Somebody's got to talk, and the coaches, they talk to him, but he gets fined. So one of the players got to say, hey, man, you got to uh, – I, I, he's not had a good year. I, I mean, here, what do you think? I mean, he's being fined every week, according to Howard. You know, you know it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and, and initially when I heard it, my knee-jerk reaction was, how does that happen? And, and she immediately said, well, you know, he, pro- he probably has an issue with that, which is probably true. A weight issue? Well, like like a disorder. Like there's there's probably some validity to that, but but it's not uncommon in the NFL. Had a friend of mine, and I don't think he'll be upset if I told anybody this. Hollis used to have to weigh in every week. I mean, we all had to weigh in because we all had to be at a target weight. But if you were over your weight, you you automatically got fined. Now it's like Coach Parcells used to call it putting on your your uh, winter coat. You tend to gain weight later in the season because your body's beat up and, and it's trying to heal. If you know anything about it, you learn all about that stuff when you start to try to get in tune with your body and how your body gains weight at certain times of year and how you can, how you can get it off. But it sounds to me like he's, just, he's, he's really just not monitoring what he eats on a regular basis. Now, that's bad. Now, I put that on the coaches. Now, now I definitely put that on the coaches because it's their job to monitor him. I mean, he's a, he's a grown man. I get that. But when you have him playing at a better – if he's playing at a better weight, I'd say he was at 315 as opposed to being at 330, then you have to do everything in your power to monitor him. Yeah, I, I agree. he's not there yet. I also wonder he's, – he's been on the injury report with an ankle recently. Yes, that probably has something to do with it. I wonder if at his size, if he can't do as much cardio, right, less practice – like, we watch this with Joel Embiid all the time. Joel Embiid takes two weeks off for an injury. He balloons. It, it's been a, So some people are like that. I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm just wondering what the heck's going on because they need this guy to, first of all, to play better, and they need him on the field a lot. I mean, he's a first-round pick. The expectation was for him to take a leap this year. I thought he was for the first half of the season. It's now gone the other way. 215-592-949. We'll get Seth Jordan's thoughts on all of this to Jordan Davis stuff, Jalen Hurts. And I'm sure he has thoughts on what Goddard said a bit ago. All your phone calls, Hughes clues, and we noticed something else Dallas said to us as it pertains to Hertz and the coach staff. All coming up, 215-592-9494. It's the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Let's talk about my friends over at FanDuel. As good as the regular season is, there's nothing like NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Six games, three days. For these teams, it's win or go home. But you always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forest Casino, America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel. 
So many ways for you to pick up a W. I like Detroit this weekend to take down the Rams, the Jared Goff revenge against McVay. I'll take Lions minus three. So if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel right now. New customers get started $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. I really like the FanDuel app. Visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to join today. FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94 WIP. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports partner of the N. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.